Welcome back to the Equipoise Podcast. Today's episode, the non-episode. Today, I am not producing a quality podcast episode. No, this one's going to be unoriginal and uninspired, much like those television episodes you used to see once in a while of your favorite shows, where, after a week of bated breath and pure anticipation, the episode consists of nothing more than a collection of flashbacks to episodes from years gone by. And even that would be better than today's episode, which won't even be anywhere near that good. So for those of you still listening, I'm going to revisit a few areas that I've discussed with you along the way and hopefully combine them into one coherent flow of thought. I'm not normally successful at such an endeavor, so I'm sure this will go down in flames. But I've already told you this is going to be a non-episode, so let's get started. First, I'll begin by revisiting the use and misuse of the word religion and then build from there. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, or at least if you've gone back and listened to my first several episodes, sorry, then you'll know that one of the first topics I covered was the use of the word religion. My position was that the word religion has been unhelpfully vilified in an attempt to A, emphasize the individual aspect of Christianity, B, demarcate Christianity from being a religion of dead works, and C, disarm people who are spiritually curious, particularly in a time where the consensus connotation around the word religion is largely negative. While I sympathize with these motives, my position on the use and misuse of the word religion remains unchanged. If you're looking for what that is, along with a fuller discussion about this, please go back and listen to episodes 8 and 9 of this podcast. So, if I've already done a couple episodes on this, why revisit it? Well, for starters, it's clear to me that we still have a lot of work to do in dispelling some of the well-meaning ignorance that accompanies the vilification of the word religion in the modern West. Not that I'm saying we all need to start using this word every day, but not making it a curse word would be a great start. Case in point, it was just this recent Tuesday that I saw yet another meme on social media that said the following, a church can have all the programs in the world, but if people aren't changing, all you have is religion, a show on Sundays, end quote. This truncated little aphorism is a poster child for imbalance and etymological cognitive dissonance, but I'll spare you the dissection here. If you don't see what's wrong with a statement like that, I implore you to please go back and listen to my previous episodes. But the larger reason that I'm revisiting this topic today isn't because I'm just so wound up that people are still making this word religion a bad word even after my podcast should have long changed the world by now. No, my problems with this are deeper than just the semantics. Here's what I think the greater danger is here. I think when we de-emphasize the corporate, communal, lived-out, outward aspect of Christianity, what people often deride as religion, and overemphasize the individual, personal, cognitive-only inward part, what people often call the relationship, we run into some serious problems and ultimately miss a core component of Christianity itself. In fact, I think we do great harm to the church when we take the focus entirely off of the ecclesiological and place it solely on the individual. This leads me right into the second of three topics I want to revisit today, the nature of the church. Christianity is not a solo event. It was never meant to be reduced to someone's Instagrammable motif of personal devotions over a cup of coffee and Pepperidge Farm cookies. It was always, always, always meant to be understood as a kingdom, a nation, an ecclesia, if you will. If you'll recall from my episodes treating this topic, I shared how the word ecclesia is, in a not-so-insignificant way, a political word, a religiously neutral word that carries an understanding of individuals coming together to create something bigger, something greater, something more. In the Bible, 
This is something that Christ established and something for which Christ died. Today, we simply call it the church. The church is so central to Christianity that the early church wouldn't have even understood the concept of a Christian that was not an active part of a local church. It would have been incoherent to them, like unmarried husband or dry water. It doesn't even take a full read of the New Testament to arrive at an understanding that people outside of the church were simply not normatively considered to be Christians, however loudly they may have claimed otherwise. But now it's not seen this way anymore. The deepest essence of Christianity is no longer to be discovered within the body of Christ, but has today been reduced to just a quaint connection with Christ apart from his body. Any idea that Christianity is, at its core, more than just you and Jesus, is maligned as religion. In this cesspool within a wasteland we call modern evangelicalism in the West, church is little more than an option. And, as a result... Many, if not most, churches have begun to commercialize, at least to some degree, in an attempt to gain and retain people. It's completely upside down. Case in point, I recently engaged with two people who, independently of each other, professed that church was good for some people, but not necessary for them. No, they seemingly discovered, after a period of growth, that they didn't have to go to church to be a good Christian. By the way, this idea of going to or attending church rather than being integrated into it is a big part of the problem in the West. We've made church a spectator sport, not a place where we all participate together. But anyhow, these folks are going to do just fine on their own, they assured me, and I was left with the impression that they're persuaded that if I would just a little bit more evolved in my thinking, I just might understand their ways one day. Now, while I'm actually sympathetic to whatever reasons they may have for not being part of a local church, and we'll chat about that in a second, I am still impelled to be truthful and say that the idea of a Christian divorced from the body of Christ and the ordinances is one that is completely foreign to scripture. But some might say, can you blame them? What is going on with churches today, right? Well, this leads me to my third and final reflection this afternoon. We've covered the idea that Christianity is so, so much richer than just a mere me and my Jesus kind of thing. And we discussed the countercultural truth that the church and Christianity are inexorably intertwined whether we like it or not. And now we'll move to flashback to one final topic. Has the church failed? What do Christians do when they can't find a good church? And man, this is actually a really tough question for me. Harder than it used to be, that's for sure. After all, it's very, very, very difficult, at least in my experience within my denominational tradition, to find a church that seems to be immune to most of the foolishness that seems to be part and parcel to evangelicalism in the modern and postmodern West. You wouldn't think it would be that hard to find, but man, I really wrestle with this. I sometimes joke that I'm thankful I'm a pastor because I fear that I'd be quite unhappy in some other churches, even ones that I love, because at this point, I'm pretty much the dreaded church curmudgeon. So that's why this last topic is a challenge for me. I will confess, for the sake of the point I'm trying to make, that when I visit other churches, I often find myself cringing through the sermon for one reason or another, or looking at my wife incredulously while she seems to say with her eyes, stop freaking out, it's not that big of a deal. Or I can't help but roll my eyes at the attractionalism and emotionalism, like when the synthesizers mysteriously start playing during prayer, apparently seeking to create a seance-like atmosphere in hopes of somehow summoning the Holy Spirit. I, I just... I can't. I can't. So whether it's because of eisegesis in the pulpit or disunity in the pews or any, any of a host of other problems that I, of course, do not deal with in my church because I'm apparently the perfect pastor, I totally sympathize with people when they say, yeah, church isn't really for me. I get it. I'm convinced that we really have come a long ways from church the way it should be. So I do understand. I really, truly do. So then what do we do? Sit around and complain or condescend or quit church altogether? What's the answer? Well, two things. On the church leadership side, we've got work to do. 
a lot, especially with regards to properly researching our theological positions and preparing for and delivering our sermons. We have a duty to, like any Christians, read our Bibles responsibly and be dedicated to doing the work of properly teaching the Word of God, not just parroting what we've heard our whole lives. We also have a responsibility to generally not be crazy people, but that would take several episodes. We need church leadership that treats church not as a business or a fashion show or a concert or a good old boys club or a place to vent. After all, that's apparently what podcasts are for based on today's non-episode. <laughs> we just need church leaders to be, well, like Jesus and like the apostles. The second part, on the non-church leadership side, the side that usually suffers at the hands of unqualified clowns behind the pulpit, you've got just as much a difficult task. Be faithful. Unless the heresy is actually heresy, stick around and be faithful. There is no perfect church. There are no perfect leaders. I know I'm not a perfect leader by far. Now, again, this doesn't mean you have to or even should stick around if your church is a money laundering scheme or a cult or it's killing itself from the inside. But for the most part, what churches need are faithful people. And yeah, sometimes it's necessary to find another church home. But above all, don't quit church altogether, because to tie all of these reflections together, I really do believe that church and how we live out our professed faith is supposed to be a way more important part of Christianity than it's currently made out to be. Well, that was it, my non-episode. I got some actual balanced episodes coming out pretty soon, so stay tuned. And until that happens, stay balanced. <laughs>